0: Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bowman, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts.
1: Hello, and welcome to the School of Humanity podcast. I am Rachel Bowman here with my husband, Jason Bowman. Hello. And um, we are so happy to be back with you again. You know, last week we talked about uh, the proper understanding of human anthropology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that right? It's Not the re- story. It's redundant. I know. After I said it, I was like, I hope no one points that out. But you're <laughs> mean. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> tonight, because it's episode 23, and 23 is such a special number.
2: <laughs> wow.
1: No one understood what I just said. Um, but <laughs> please take over. We have at any special time. guests. We do have special guests. We have Joanna.
0: Hello, everyone. Joanna, whom I love. Oh, I love you too, Rachel.
1: Um, and Joanna is an awesome person, <laughs> Thank you. and she is a teacher here in I the am. Diocese of Orlando. She, you teach. What do you teach?
0: I teach twelfth grade English at Santa Fe Catholic High School. Sweet. Mm -hmm. So
1: she also is probably thinking Rachel, human anthropology is redundant. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have Thomas. Hello. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) He has returned and wanted to further talk about his love for the Florida Gators. I'm
3: back again.
1: (laughs) Um, Thomas, some things have changed since last time we talked. Oh, yeah. Um, Obviously, your love for the Gators has deepened mom (laughs) said that that was okay to stay on the air okay (laughs) well um
3: i'll we'll have to take her word for it
1: (laughs) well there's also something else that's about to happen right what are you what's going on in your life
3: yeah so i have recently been accepted to begin studying as a seminarian for the archdiocese of mobile alabama
1: Oh, gosh, Woo-hoo. that word. <laughs> I mean, I'm totally okay with the whole mobile part, but when you throw in the A word, sometimes it makes me... You mm. uh, Obviously, as listeners, you cannot see him, but every time he enters into our home, he wears maroon. That's true. And uh, it's not for Florida State, because that would be w- way worse. No, <laughs> <Crimson> <laughs> I like maybe. To it, <laughs> I'd rather call it maroon. Because okay. so it sounds like moron?
3: Or You'd rather be inaccurate. <laughs>
1: But he wears this Alabama stuff in my house, and my kids are just, ugh. Anyway, we all don't know what to do about it. Um, he actually has a notebook that has the University of Alabama on, and I told him that it was probably full of heresy, so.
3: Yeah, it's a padfolio, actually. <laughs> padfolio. Yeah, it's not, a, it's it's not nice just your run-of-the-mill that. notebook.
1: We also <laughs> call Thomas Grandpa Thomas. Yes, um, Grandpa. And we're actually recording this. By the time you hear it, it will not be this time, obviously, but it's 9.35 p.m., which is well past the Thomas prepared to go to bed. About um, an hour, right past exactly. my bedtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have any Wurlitzer originals with you tonight? <laughs>
3: you know, I uh, I unfortunately I left them in my pockets and they got sent through the dryer, so they just <laughs> melted in my pockets. It was a disaster.
1: <laughs> you know, I mean that's that's pretty sad. All. Yep. All elderly grandfathers right now are pretty upset with you. But
2: he works for public, so that means he has multiple pairs of pants, so it really doesn't matter.
1: That's right. They're all the same color. Right. Except that, so you're kind of like Batman, except it's just all green and khaki. Correct, yeah. But with bow ties.
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely the Batman <laughs> thing.
1: And Joanna, do we know yet? Is it is it a real thing? What we were talking about before we went on air? it is a real
0: thing yes it is oh
1: yeah joanna's brother i
0: have news it's very exciting so my brother eduardo just proposed to his girlfriend jenna so i'm gonna have a new sister i'm very excited i can't wait to call them and meet them and do this right now they went on vacation to houston so um i guess they went there and he proposed and i'm very excited and I'm sure everyone else is excited for them too. So, congratulations, guys. I love you.
1: That's awesome. Now they have to listen to the podcast. So, we're going to go up by at least one listener. Yeah, they have to tonight. listen now.
0: Right. right.
3: You mean we're going to double our listenership? <laughs>
0: double. Thomas's mom, and now Eduardo <laughs> and Jenna. Yeah, you have to listen now.
3: Well, th- this <laughs>
2: podcast is birthing vocations.
1: It
0: is. I'm sure I'm sure
1: that's exactly why they, they got engaged tonight. They were <laughs> like, We feel called to marriage from a podcast that we've probably, you know, not listened to, but we're gonna go with it. <laughs> they didn't even
0: know existed.
1: They didn't
2: know. It's kind of like we <clears throat> interceded.
1: And yeah. Tom's mom is re reaffirmed in right. her vocation. <laughs> Absolutely. Which
0: now is giving forth yeah. more
1: vocations.
0: Shows the grace of God. It's true. Because God can work through all time.
1: So recently with the school of humanity, with the young adult uh, meetings that we do have here in this very same room, we have been talking, and it's been amazing because Thomas and Joanna have taken the reins on it and led us through. I mean, how many did we have? Three nights? We had I four, think I think four, I think. I four, think three, or four yeah. three or four, nights. Wow.
2: And it's been really fruitful. Yeah, it's been
1: I think beautiful. So. <coughs> so, four nights of speaking about masculinity and femininity
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the Florida Gators. So, that really came up a lot. During yeah. that, mm. you have to really night understand night the
0: Gators to understand both. It's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> Alberts and Alberta, you know, they really <laughs> right, <laughs> definitely,
3: yeah.
2: So, why is it important that we know or we talk about masculinity and femininity, especially in light of the School of Humanity yeah. and and anthropology in general?
1: Mm-hmm. So this is not... We're asking questions to one another. This isn't like at the end of Dora the Explorer when she asks a question and there's actually no one there. For the audience. Right. When she's answers. like, what was your favorite part of today? But well, she audience. asks it on the TV and you sit there yeah. awkwardly because you don't know if she's actually talking to you because she's not real. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so this is mm-hmm. a real question. Yeah.
3: Well, I'll, t- I'll take this one. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go for it. So I think, um, I think it's always important uh, no matter what culture or time period you live in, it's always important to to understand the gift of our biological sex or our gender, however you want to name it. I think it's always important to understand that because that is something that is such a significant part of our identity. and it is something that God has given to us as a gift. But today in in our social, Climate. It's even more important because we're witnessing so much confusion. Uh, We have, uh, you know, individuals who genuinely do feel in their in their heart of hearts that they may be a a gender that uh, they were uh, that that does not correspond to the the gender listed on their birth certificate, and um, it's just something that's in, in in the news today, and it's it's in the culture, and it's there's so much confusion going on. With this, and there are a lot of people who are, are genuinely hurting. So it's something that uh, we really need to understand as a culture, and as Catholics, we need to really understand this. So when we meet these people, and and even for our own selves, just to understand who am I and what does God want me to do in my life, this is just information we all need to be aware of, and we all need to to understand so we can live out the vocation that the Lord is calling us to, whether that's marriage or um, the religious life. If you're a religious sister or, you know, um, a brother or a single person, uh, it's all very, very important to understand what the Lord is is trying to tell you and how is your your own sex or, or gender, how is that a gift?
1: That's beautiful. So what do we... um what are some ways that we just define masculinity and femininity, I guess? Like, what do we look at and say that that's masculine?
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a really important and interesting point to make because from I'll say the 1950s, there's been a complete confusion in how people relate to masculinity and femininity because of third wave feminism and the sexual revolution. So, uh, there's a lot to be said about the difference between the spiritual fact of our femininity and the spiritual fact of our masculinity, but then also the the social ideas that kind of confuse everyone. So if there is a man who likes shopping or may like going to the symphony or insert something that is stereotypically female, that doesn't mean that that person is any less of a man. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Or if there's a woman who loves sports and goes hunting and, you know, I don't know, goes boxing, whatever, that doesn't mean that that woman isn't any less of a woman. Right. Right. So the confusion in our society is that we try to equate all of these societal expectations to, well, I am acting this way, so that must mean that I'm only this way but it's deeper than that um our humanity and the way that god makes our hearts is beyond the mores and taboos and the ideas of a society they're written into our hearts and in our soul um and it's more than just girls like the color pink and boys like the color blue because we know that that changes right
1: yeah the um a couple of things, I couple of, was it two years ago that I spoke at that UCF women's retreat? Yeah. That was yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that retreat, that was one of the things that obviously came up at a women's retreat was, you know, what is femininity? And um, there were a couple of different things. One girl talked about, she got up and just talked about, uh she tried to give a, or she did give a, do a beautiful job of talking about theology of the body and like, 30 minutes mm-hmm. so that's a that's a huge tall order to talk about theology of the body in 30 minutes
3: there's definitely a lot in there
1: yeah so she uh, she tried to give a she gave a skimming over of that but in the middle of it she talked about she says you know i mean you don't know a lot of guys that are going to sit on it. one of the things she said was you know you don't know a lot of guys that are going to stay up all night and weep together you know and I remember laughing because um, by this point, Jason and, and that one guy that we don't name, Blake Britton, <laughs> um, had become Deacon. really good friends. Okay. Oh, Deacon, Reverend Mister. De- Reverend Mister. Blake Britton. Blake Britton. Um, but they Our had become really own. good friends. And I'm pretty sure maybe even the night before had stayed up weeping together. Um, and, you know, it made me also think of... Uh, Augustine, he spent a lot of time weeping, <laughs> and so, and I remember telling her after I got up to speak was like, you know, they, I know a lot of guys that like to stay up and weep at night, um, but there was also another girl there who gave her test her witness, and um, she mentioned that when she was growing up she had brothers, and I, I don't I don't think she had a, a female authoritative influence in her life. Like I don't think her mom. I don't know what what the situation was, but she said that she liked doing the things that her boys brothers like doing. You know? right, she, right. Cause that was her influence in her life. So she right. played outside and she liked getting dirty and, and she liked boy toys. Like she didn't have a lot of dolls or anything. And then when she got to college, um, you know, she didn't really like a lot of the same things that the girls liked. And then she just felt like she didn't know what her gender was. And she just felt like I just didn't really fit in anywhere because I was a girl. I am a girl. And so I couldn't really hang out with the guys all the time. And she's like, but then I, you know, usually like doing the things that they did. And, and she talked about how eventually she discovered, obviously, her, fem- her femininity, her innate femininity. But It's
3: anyway. interesting because when you talk about those attributes, which are very external and, and in a way kind of arbitrary, we have this view in our culture that you can be born the wrong gender, but we also think that gender is a social construct. Right. And you can't have both of those things at the same time. That's, right. that's just mm. a huge contradiction. And we just really haven't figured that out. I don't right. know. It's, it's confusing. Um, but if if gender is a social construct, mm. then you can't be born the wrong gender.
1: Right. It's true. So. We have a lot of those strange things going on in our society right now. So
3: Riddle <laughs> the- me that, Batman.
1: Yes. Hmm. <laughs> That's true. We were talking about Batman before this, mm-hmm. so here we are. Um, so, the things that we wrongly attribute, you know, like we are saying that are like social, social accept or
0: constructs. Social constructs.
1: Right. Like we say that femininity is color pink, you know, mm-hmm. um, getting your nails done or getting pedicure. I've seen lots of guys in the nail salon. Have you, yeah, Joanna? I have. Right. I mean, exactly. I go to
0: the nail salon, and there are guys there. Right. And they're like big and burly. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't expect it, but they do. <laughs>
1: I love it. Um, and and then you think about like the guys, you know, just chop wood all the time. That's what you guys do, right?
3: That's exactly what I do all day, every day. I just chop wood.
1: <laughs> in a plaid shirt in the yeah. woods. Jeans, I mean, boots. In, in the woods of Lakeland, <laughs>
0: you.
2: <laughs> wouldn't you say that all of these superficial you know, kind of ideas of what gender is uh, really leave you kind of empty feeling. Let, I, I mean, let's say even if you take the stereotypical guy who's born naturally with like a great build and is masculine, he can grow a beard, He, you know, he's a jock and all those I things. Like Tim
1: Tebow. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: Right. <laughs> I, mean, I do love that Tebow guy, though.
1: <clears throat> he's pretty great. Continue. Sorry, honey. <laughs>
2: If that was all that there was to manhood, Mm -hmm. wouldn't that not leave him still empty? Yeah. Right. Yeah, Um, And the same is true of of the, you know, blonde-haired cheerleader or, you know, whatever stereotypical female, you know, that that we would make um, the archetype of woman, you know. um,
0: Because the point... So if being a woman just means that I get to have my nails painted and I get to wear dresses, then what's the point? Right. You know, right. Right. Or if a man, I'm going to go to the sports bar and watch all of these games. Really. You can do that for a little bit of time, but it's not going to satisfy you. That's not what your heart longs for. And that's not the fullness of who you are as a person. That's right. Because you can get rid of all of that and you would still be the same person. Right. So then it has to be more than just these constructs in society. Right. And it also right.
1: depends on what football team you're cheering for. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lack <laughs> of, you know, the fullness of humanity depending on what team you, <laughs> you root for. Um,
2: I think there's a lot of things you can point to as to why, you know, we've come to this conclusion. Certainly, it has to do with a lack of understanding of who God is because... I mean, if you know that God created you out of love, yeah, you know, right. he truly does love you wholly mm-hmm. um, and uh, gave you all of your attributes so that you can know him and love him. You can't, you can't rationally come to the conclusion that like, well, I guess God made a mistake because I was supposed to be, you know, a guy, uh, right. you know, but I'm a Gosh, female. Gosh, we really Do you know have I mean? to, we really have to uh,
1: change this right. conversation, you know. Right.
2: Right. Um, so I mean that's definitely part of it. It's just a lack of encounter with Christ, a lack of a general lack of um, knowledge of the, the Catholic faith. The and truth. it is. It's hitting the uh, and,
1: it, and by by changing the conversation. I mean that we have to uh, change it, not just for us and for our our generation, our age group, but it has to also be for for those that are older than us that are still seeking these kind of things. But also for like our kids. I mean, I think I don't know yeah. if I told you guys, but the Gabriel came home one day and he was telling me that um the kids at school were making fun of him because of the colors he liked yeah and i asked him you know what colors are they talking about and he's like pink yeah and i was like you like pink as much as you want it's not a big deal you yeah know? and so and they just don't see it that way they don't see social construct that way yeah
2: and i don't think that um we can i think that the only way to um to uh, write the situation, if you will, is to really put on the mind of Christ and, and I mean, genuinely, we long to show these people what we've come to know uh, in, in Christ Jesus, as far as his love for us and who we are, um, what our humanity means, you know, Mm -hmm. as a gift and, uh, and, that has got to be the approach to, to handling the situation. You can't come in quoting scripture verses and trying to win an argument yeah. or fighting people. That is not the answer um, because, uh, I mean, there's there's no charity in that. You know? Well,
0: our society, I like to think about it, it's kind of like war, right? So there's chaos everywhere. Um, when you're in the middle of a battlefield, you really don't know which direction is which direction. Our society is, uh, very relative. So there's relative in how people feel, and that really started with the Enlightenment. So right. like all of these philosophers stemming from this time, now we have a society where there is no foundation of truth. Right. And if there is right. no foundation of truth, then how can there be truth about something as as core as who you are? Right. I'll just decide that myself. Right. Like no, right. no one else can tell me myself, but there's a lack of understanding of truth or authority or something right. greater than just right. this mundane so life. so true because
1: we were talking about, you were talking about how Thomas was talking about how, um, you know, there's all of these uh, contradictions in our society. And one of them, mm-hmm. that's the main one is that we, yeah. we want everything to be fluid. You know, we want everything to be relative and everybody does what's good for them, but everyone is seeking. Right. And they're all seeking truth. Yeah, what we don't
2: realize is we abolish the idea that truth actually exists when we act that way. We think it's charitable to be like, well, I mean, I don't think that way, but I'm not here to tell someone else, so I'm just going to let them go on in their their truth, you know, or even if you think it's an error, let me just go on in their error because it would be, you know, unkind of me to show them. But, you know, when you abolish truth, Truth and and it becomes whatever you want it to be. Then you 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 become God, yeah. and we all know how miserable that is. I mm-hmm. mean that it's just you you go, you know you live a life of just misery when when uh, you're your own God when you're focused on yourself, right. and like we've said before, it it goes against our very nature to be turned in on ourselves um, since we're made in the image and likeness of God. You know who is always outward turned to the other, even within the Trinity, um, with the Father and Son always pouring themselves out for each other, uh, and the love springing forth being the Holy Spirit, you know. Um, And since we're made in His image and likeness, we too are meant to be that way, and so if we're always turning on ourselves, you know, there is no love there, and it's just, you know, misery.
3: So. Yeah, ironically, the big problem with relativism is the only thing that relativism holds to be absolutely true is that there is no absolute truth. Right. <laughs> so it's which itself is, is self-defeating. An absolute. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. so it's oh, it's,
2: <laughs> it is a self-defeating. Thing. <laughs> I have a great facepalm yeah, going on right now. <laughs>
1: <sighs>
3: which you can't see all over the radio, but
1: right. right. It's you know. true. So, Thomas. Take us away, my yes, friend. Yes, Rachel.
3: So I think when we really attack this question about masculinity and femininity, because we're, we are trying to understand ourselves because, hey, this is a school of humanity, and uh, human is what we are, and uh, whether we are male or female, that is a pretty critical part of our humanity. Right. We have to, <clears throat> we have to look at the original mold, if you will. So... If you remember in the book of Genesis, humanity is made in the image and likeness of God. And that doesn't necessarily um, mean like a physical sense. So it's, right. it's not that this, you know, the essence, God being the essence of existence. Uh, it's not that he had, you know, 10 fingers, 10 toes, two eyes, two ears, etc. But more of like uh, he has an intellect and a will and is a communion of persons which is really important. So we have to understand, first, who is God? And and God is a community of persons. He's three people, and they're in relationship. And you have uh, the Father who pours himself out entirely for the Son, who is completely self-giving and self-sacrificial towards the Son in in giving, in making an active gift of himself to the Son. You have the Son, Jesus who entrusts himself entirely to the Father. Right. This is mm-hmm. how this is this is their essential identity and this is how they love each other. Because f- in order for them to be three distinct people, they have to be different in relationship to each other. Otherwise, they are just the same person. But it is really essential for them to be different people because there are three people in the Trinity. Right. And they are distinct people, so the, the way that they are as distinct is, is, is the nature of their relationship. Uh, so as we've, as we've discussed, the Father is the one who pours himself out entirely as a gift of himself for the Son. The Son is the one who entrusts himself totally to the Father, and the Holy Spirit is the manifestation of that exchange of love Between the father and the son, can I explain that exactly? No, not really. How the Holy Spirit, (laughs) but the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and Son, and it's very important to note that none of them were created. So we have we have this relation, we have this image of the Trinity: the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. It's also important to note that humanity, specifically when we refer to marriage, is a reflection of that relationship. Right. So you have the husband whose role in the family is to pour himself out entirely for the wife, for his, for his bride. And the wife's responsibility is to entrust herself entirely to her husband. And the natural result of that union, that loving relationship is going to be children. Right. And in each of these images, you have co-equal people So the father and the son are co-equal, and the husband and the wife are co-equal, and this is very important, and I think many people misinterpret the Catholic Church's stance on this, because whenever you have this uh, view of what you would say, you know, a quote, traditional relationship— we have we, we come up with this image where you have this domineering male role and this um, passive this passive female role that is um, completely subject to the right. you know to the to the will and 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 it's it's inaccurate to think because our understanding is that it's there's a power imbalance right right which is not the authentic Catholic view and right. not how things are supposed to be. There's not supposed to be this power imbalance where there's this dominance and um, subjugation.
1: Right, and I would say, too, like if anyone anyone that knows us, um, like Jason is very quiet, right? Um, and I am also very quiet, <laughs> um, quieter, in mm. fact, you know? <laughs> Most people, when they meet me, are like, gosh, does she talk? I don't even... Is she mute? What's what's happening? Um, but anyway, so... That maybe
3: explains why people come try to talk to you in Spanish. <laughs> that
1: could be it.
3: <laughs> they confuse your ethnicity a lot. And Tagalog. And, and Tagalog. Um, name
1: it. I don't know. Who knows? Um, <laughs> that happens a lot. But, you know, people would think that... And I know that we have friends and maybe family that, that think... Incorrectly that our our marriage is imbalanced. Right. You know, they would look mm-hmm. and say, well, Rachel probably makes all the decisions because she just she has that kind of personality. You know, she, she has a, she she has a dominating personality. Right. right. And that Jason's more passive because he has a more of a passive personality. But that is just not the way that this works. And so it's definitely um, kind of turns everything on its head when you view marriage not as a, a hermeneutic of power like an exchange of power right but as um uh ephesians 5 so boldly yes. puts it
3: so ephesians 5 is this uh whenever it comes up in the readings during mass and it comes all up
1: all of <laughs> the women don't come to mass pretty that regularly no, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> um i yeah i've i've heard priests homilies and they're always joking about how they see people elbowing each other when it comes to, you know, wives be subordinate to your husbands. Okay, wait.
1: I'm so sorry. Did I jump the gun? You didn't jump the gun, but Jason just pointed out that we have really short podcasts. I mean, what's happening? We're going to have to save Ephesians 5 for the next podcast, I think, because if we start talking about it now, we're going to talk about it for like, you know, 15 minutes. Right?
2: Right, because I mean we have, what, three minutes left? Something like that. Mm. Yeah.
1: So... Ah oh, darn cliffhangers, you know? but you it keeps, guys are going to coming list,
0: listen next week. Yeah, because yeah. we should have just
1: started <laughs> reading it and then cut it off like halfway through the verse. <laughs> right. But we got a lot of good stuff
2: in. I mean, we talked about the nature of the Trinity as mm-hmm. gift, you know, and then marriage as a reflection of that. And we're kind of diving towards what true masculinity and femininity yeah.
1: is in that.
2: So I think this is a good cliffhanger.
1: Seriously, I And mean, if you're listening... Um, Please come back and listen to the next one and then probably the next few after yeah. this because I don't see this, all, yeah. you know, ending in just a couple. So, um, and we only have Thomas for a little bit or he's gonna have to like call in. He's gonna or come
2: in. He's gonna come over every night. Until I can Skype.
1: Know. Right. That's true. We could Skype him into the podcast. How about how is that for a use of technology? We're going <laughs> to Skype you into a recording that will, you know, not have your face in it. But we're right. going to we're going to do that. So, um. Thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you to Thomas and Joanna for being here tonight. Yes, thank you guys They are coming back, and we will continue talking about masculinity and femininity. God bless
2: you guys. We love you.
0: God bless.
1: Go Gators.
0: Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bowman. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.